All right. Everybody. I can always get the, the mic ready to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict show. So excited to be here because we got some exciting topics to talk about today. So uh, like we always say, we put an analysis into those topics. Yeah. This is not a, we're not a media outlet here. Yeah. So just to put that on record. And, and the whole idea for this is to put that perspective for our viewers, for you, yeah. uh, to really understand the changing dynamics, for you to have that clear picture of what this is all about. Yeah. So this is basically what we're going to be. What topics are we going to be covering today? We all right. More than one, right? There's there. So we have four topics today, and I they're all of them are very, very Good. interesting. So the first topic is, you know, the G20 summit happened and we now sort of have the fallout of the G20 summit. What <laughs> happened? We have the communique. Um, and then we also have a couple of super interesting pieces of the summit. Mm -hmm. The first one is that a mega deal was struck between uh, India, the EU, United States and Saudi Arabia because they announced uh sort of a competitor to yeah. the BRI, which is well, called... We will, we will detail all this yes. as we go. For now, just let let us know the three topics we're going to be covering. All right. So, so that's the first one. one. The second one is there was a very stark difference between the Ukraine-Russia conflict narrative in this G20 summit okay. versus the last one. So oh, the G20 oh. stepped down their position on the Russia-Ukraine conflict because the G20 nations are torn about it. It's a very, very interesting perspective. Very yeah. interesting. And, we'll detail into that. and so we have the communique. We'll great, dive into that. Great. The next one is that China banned iPhones for government employees. Okay. I, can, I can see the writing on the wall for that. Well, what lies ahead? So did Apple for $200 billion. So. <laughs> Big one. Yeah. Huge, huge loss for Apple. Great, great. Uh, and why China decided to do it. Okay. Then finally, something that I particularly think is very dangerous. Um, dangerous. I'll use the yeah. term that I would agree for, with dangerous. Yeah, that's for the NATO. Yep. Naval exercises in the Baltic. This yep. is a very problematic, and we will detail all of this and, and go I'm and about this about one it. yeah. it's not just a naval exercise. Oh, this no. is much, oh, no. much bigger than that. than that. You know how you yeah. can tell always? by the length of the exercise this yeah. is gonna drag for two weeks two weeks yeah. and and forty thousand people it's i mean for, it's, it's very it's dangerous huge. It's very so dangerous. it's a it's a big problem uh so great let's dive in well Which before we get into this we want just to remind our viewers about the we're gonna do the for the course the yes the, the, tomorrow i think no it's today today so, today oops <laughs> <laughs> there is a welcome call for the how the government works or doesn't today uh david's going to be holding yeah. it at 7 p.m tonight so this is kind of your last chance to get the coupon code uh coupon code is gt20 go to geopoliticsandconflict.com us mm -hmm. david is teaching a Great. live government course because all of these things that are happening if you don't understand how the united states government actually works they're going to be a it giant mystery to you Perfect. so if you you're interested check it out yeah. at the link below and i'll take this opportunity quickly here guys to say thank you for mm. your continued support if this is your first time here please make sure to subscribe to this channel we greatly appreciate it 
Let's dive in into the first topic, the G20. All right. So G20, the first one is the mega deal that was established versus a memorandum via a memorandum of understanding between India, European Union, United States and Saudi Arabia, who is a very interesting dual player here. Because remember how close Saudi Arabia is getting to China. Well, isn't that the Biden administration called the MBS the pariah? Yeah. And we're going to have to hold him to justice and Mm -hmm. what happened after that. As a matter of fact, it's all hypes. This is one thing you guys need to understand about when it comes down to international politics. Like I always say, in international relations, context matters. Absolutely. Suffice it for them to say in the G20, oh, we signed the memorandum of understanding. We're going to have a corridor from Mm -hmm. India all the way to Europe. This is nothing but just an idea. Yeah. Memorandum of understanding, they can be overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know how many agreements have been written, but nothing moved forward? Right. This is no Honestly, different, guys. So, yeah, don't fall for it because mm-hmm. here's the thing you already have countries objecting to it. Yeah. You know which one? Turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Turkey has already said there will be no corridor without going through Turkey anyway. Mm-hmm. But what do, what do you guys think make Turkey strategic? The reason why they are in NATO, not because of the country itself or yeah. their uh, or their military capabilities, even though they have some, mm-hmm. but it's because of its strategic location. Yeah. So all these hypes about what well, did G20 they're going to build corridors and all that, it just hypes. Well, and interestingly enough, exactly what you're saying, David. The reality of building a corridor is so substantial. The oh. the you know how long has has China been working on the BRI? And they're still. And they're still working yeah, on it, right? So uh, building infrastructure takes an enormous amount of time, effort, money, and willpower. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice that they're saying, oh, well, we're going to start on this. But they're, what, a decade behind the BRI right now? Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, there is some there is some interesting alliance here. Yeah. But it really doesn't feel like much. No. You're absolutely and right. And along the statements, it says that the massive project... Mm-hmm. Guess what was the next word? Cost. No, no. (laughs) Backed by the United States. Right. Well, wait a minute. If we are to say backed by the United States, how can we back something way out there when we couldn't fix our own problems here? Infrastructure is crumbling. Yeah. You and I know that. Yeah. We drive. We see. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we uh, uh, go and back something over there when we don't even have money to address our issues here and sending the money to Ukraine? Right. So what happened to the build back better? (laughs) <laughs> we didn't, in fact, build back better, yeah, so. which, quite frankly, I think was a very good thing. A lot of things get shoved into legislation that have nothing to do with the legislation itself. And mm. that was another one of those cases. That's true. But and this is why it's it's going to be nothing but hypes. Right. Now, one thing you guys need to understand, put in my geopolitical analyst hat, I feel comfortable. And this is I agree with some economists. One of mm-hmm. them is uh, by the name. Believe it or not, I dig the him, uh, Mr. Omar in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. He's an economist, and I couldn't agree more with his assessment also, because all this is political. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely has right. nothing to do with economics. Yeah. It's political, and it's aimed at one specific aspect, and that aspect is the Belt and Road Initiative. Yeah. That's 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 what's at the heart of it. They won't be able to compete with that. If you noticed, yeah. I had access to see the map 
in a foreign language. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put it here because it's a, in a foreign language. Yeah. People are not going to understand. Uh, the, what's interesting about it is that where the route of, because it's going to be two, uh, the northern route, north, and one on the east. Mm -hmm. One of them with the railroads. Yeah. One of them, it goes through the ships, right? But that's not the point. The point is where the direction is. What the direction is avoiding all the countries in Central Asia. Yeah. And why is that? Because Central Asia, if you know history a little bit, so it has always been historically the country that controls the dynamics on the global stage mm -hmm. always had control over the Euro Asia. Yeah. Euro Asia has always been. You go back to the the Brits and even before them, the Portuguese, or even before them, you know, way back. Mm -hmm. Euro Asia has always been the key. Yeah. But also what's gonna be happening in Euro Asia. That's where the B B BRI route is going to go. Yep. And so I think it's interesting that they're even sort of attempting this, uh -huh. especially at this late stage. And I, I would love your opinion on why they're attempting this at this late stage, because, you know, it's it's been a very interesting anti-China and we're not pro or anti-China. No, it's no, not no. about no, we're beyond it, that. It's actually not about being pro or anti anything. Yeah. It's about looking at the landscape the way that it is and assessing it the way that it is without a bunch of emotions attached to it. Yeah. So the reality is that this is a very late to the game kind of initiative. Very. So mm. what is the point of starting an initiative like this at this time? And especially you're, you're absolutely right. Talking about the cost of it. So the proposed cost might be about $20 billion. And honestly, it'll probably be more 20 more. billion seems like a very low, low ball estimate for something like, that. For something yeah. like this. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. So what really is the point of yeah. trying to do this right now? And who's going to be funding that? And who's going to yeah, be funding It's all it? about talks. Yeah. That's like when you hear, for example, when there's a, 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 a catastrophe, you know, yeah. we'll give the example of what's what happened in Maui. Oh. Did you know that? What's her name? Oprah saying, Oprah, yeah. oh, I'm going to, you know, donate in it. Sort of, yeah. I want to support the cause in Maui. Right. But that's not her money. Yeah. That's coming from people. Right. That's, Except that's that carries her name. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So why the heck will I give her money instead of giving it directly to the people? Right. That would be the same for something similar to this. We say we backing that up with what? Right. No, that's what? a great question. Yeah, when we what? are struggling here. Absolutely. I think I think the reason why you are seeing a statement like that from G20, which mm -hmm. by the way, I'm, I'm a believer that G20 is nothing but a, an echo chamber. Yeah. No more, no less. Because it's gone. That. Yeah. G20 used to be about economics, mm. about cooperation. Once you turn an entity like that into a conduit to push your own agenda, you know, we all know what I'm, you know what yeah, I'm referring absolutely. to here. So it's straightforward. But what they're trying to do is basically will be a pivot to undermine the change into the international economic development. Yeah. That's the way I see it. The way you do it is you want to slow down that change yeah because the world is moving has been i mean if i am to say the last seven eight years mm -hmm. it has been moving gradually into multipolar system yeah and what comes with that a change into the global economic order absolutely and that's what we are witnessing so for them to announce this is nothing but a bravado yeah intended that one objective is to slow down that momentum yeah by ain't gonna work 
Well, and it's interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me, the countries that are in this specifically. So we have India mm -hmm. and we have Saudi Arabia, both who have been getting a lot closer to China, China. lately. Mm. And so you have, you know, the, the EU and the US, I understand, right? That I, that I get, yeah. but you know, we have, we have a whole sort of situation about India sort of playing both sides in some interesting ways. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I, I want to show in the next section, a photo of Modi yeah. with MBS and mm -hmm. Biden, and then also another photo of Modi with Sergey Lavrov, Lavrov. from mm -hmm. Russia. So I'll I'll show that in the next section. But uh, some interesting politics are happening behind the scenes that we don't uh -huh. know about, mm -hmm. and I'm very curious as to why India and Saudi Arabia have joined this particular. Uh, situation well first of all uh, don't assume that they are already joining when i say mm -hmm. they mainly saudi arabia yeah to saudis is nothing but some sort of uh, uh feel me good mm -hmm. gesture yeah. towards the americans mm -hmm. saudis and americans do not see eye to eye this is why fyi guys which has not been reported and it's not classified did you know that there are no tensions inside the monarchy in Saudi Arabia, oh. that the royal princes yeah. are revolting against MBS. That's one thing you guys need to understand. And I wrote the book about the Saudis and yeah. I detail these aspects. There are over 2,000 princes in, mm -hmm. but what's interesting, each one of them has his own tribe, his own clique. Yeah. You know, and they are turning on, uh, on wow. MBS gradually. You yeah. don't hear much about it. Usually, when something happens like that, yeah. that means it's been pushed from outside yeah and the country that comes to mind is the US why because sure. we do have a close relationship especially with their intelligence service yeah that is the reason why so so for MBS to do this you know King Salman but King Salman mm -hmm. he's he's old he's sick he's yeah is it's MBS the de facto it's just to make Biden feel okay because yeah. you remember Very interesting the tensions between the two yeah. you know so I will say more India than Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. but even for India, what does India have to offer? That's a great question. Yeah. What does India have to offer yeah. when its own infrastructure is decaying? You yeah. know, you hear, I read an article released by uh, uh, an entity within the UN, especially when India calling itself the mother of democracy and yet targeting what? Muslims and atrocities yeah. in Manipur. Yeah. But that's beside the point. The idea of the infrastructure for India to support something like this doesn't right. exist. Right. So to go back to your point, it will be more for India than yeah. it is for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But you're absolutely correct about how both countries, but mainly Saudi Arabia is getting closer to. Yeah. What we are trying to do is to woo India out to use it because we want to use India. Mm -hmm. That's the ones going to keep an eye on China. Yeah, so, I, and and, that's and the way I see it. India has played a very interesting role over the last maybe year or two years with yeah. both. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see how this goes because this was kind of a big summit for for India in general for New Delhi in general um, because they kind of got to be the top dog during it yeah. because she didn't attend. Putin didn't attend. Yeah, so you so, get the major. <laughs> yeah, so, so really, to me, the G20 is nothing but a failure. 
It, it's just an echo chamber. And yeah. All that. Well, speaking of echo chamber, let's dive into our next topic. Sure. In this regard, because there was one issue in which it was not an echo chamber. And that is that the summit communique seems to have taken a big step down on the mm. topic of Ukraine and the conflict uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine. So last, the last summit very much denounced Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That wasn't the case here. And looking at their official communique. Mm -hmm. And so there was a very big shift between the countries that sort of support Russia and China and the countries that don't. And even though uh, French President Emmanuel Macron came out and, and denounced it and said this G20 confirms once again the isolation of Russia today, an overwhelming uh. <laughs> majority of G20 members condemn the war in Ukraine, its impact. That may be what he said, but that's, but not. that's not what the communique says. Would you like to take a look sure, at the communique? Sure. So the communique's uh, language was very, very watered down. So let's take a look at it. All right, let me add it. All right, so let's take a look at this specific language. Concerning the war in Ukraine, let's see if I can make it bigger. That's too big. While recalling the discussion in Bali, we reiterated our national positions and resolutions adopted at the UN Security Council and the UN General Assembly, and underscore that all states must act in a manner consistent with the purposes and principles of the UN Charter in its entirety. Okay, okay. In line with the UN Charter, all states must refrain from the threat or use of force to seek territorial acquisition mm. against territorial integrity and sovereignty or political independence of any state. Okay, this one this one is big and important, and I, I very much hope that it gets actually listened to. The use or threat of use of nuclear weapons is inadmissible. So I do hope that that agreement really holds. Yeah. Reaffirming that the G20 is the premier forum. Okay, so let's see. We highlight the human suffering and negative added impacts of the war in Ukraine with regards to the global food and energy security supply chains, macro financial stability, inflation and growth. And that is not the reason we have inflation. I'm just going to point that out, which has complicated the policy environment for countries, especially developing and at least developed countries, which are still recovering from the pandemic and the economic disruption, which has dis de derailed progress towards SDGs. Okay. That's big because that's very different. And I want to point out that if the same countries had had the same uh, standings as they did last year, I don't think this would have changed in this way. So David, what is your take on why the narrative has shifted so substantially and coming out of the G20? Well, it's simple. It's because Russia threatened not to support the community mm -hmm. beforehand. Straightforward. Yeah. And uh, India understood that <laughs> Russia will stand its ground because a communique, if it's not approved by every member by everybody, yeah. then it won't it won't move forward. Yeah. So they had to water down the language of it 
And uh, even though the U.S. was trying to pressure that because that's what the forum is used for, mm -hmm. half of those members are U.S. allies. Yeah. So that's why G20, G7, it's all becoming nothing. But uh, so, but because of Russia's, uh, Russia has threatened uh, not to support the final communique. So because that will be a massive failure for India yeah. as a host. I remember India is all about nothing that shines is gold mm -hmm. remember that so uh, uh this is where the problem i think for india is more about the the surface rather than the substance of things so let me share this picture of modi uh can you see it david mm, yeah not yet uh, let me add it Okay, so let me go. share this picture of Modi. So this is from uh, Outlook Business and Money, but I mean, this is this is them signing it, right? So here, who, who do we have? And I specifically want to point out this this handshake situation going on yeah. here. So you know, there is this is a very interesting image. Now I would like to highlight another image. Now you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, and That's it's true. not a video, but Look at this image. Who is this? Mm -hmm. This is Modi and Lavrov. Well, it's because Modi wants to make sure to stay on the good graces of Lavrov because Lavrov could, he could have object to the final mm -hmm. communique. So, absolutely. That's but, the... you know, if, if we're looking at a what's going on behind the scenes, because this is a behind the scenes candid photo. Oh, yeah. And the other one is a posed photo. So I'm just putting this out there. I think that it is a very interesting difference uh, that is to think about to, you know. to, to something to think about. This is food, food for thought. It's true. All right. There is one more thing about this G20 summit that stood out very heavily to me, mm -hmm. and that is the African Union becoming a permanent member of G20. The African Union becoming a permanent member of G20, you know, I think that when they did it, they said, so uh, Modi, President, uh, Prime Minister Modi said, this will strengthen the G20 and also strengthen, strengthen the voice of the global South. Okay, why is it interesting that Africa has now, uh, the African Union has now been admitted as a permanent member when we are seeing such a heavy play by China and Russia in Africa. And we're seeing the loss of colonialization yeah. in African nations. But you add to that, beside the heavy presence, mm -hmm. the sentence also completed with the loss of Western colonialism in Africa. Absolutely. I'll put them all in yeah. one sentence because yeah. that's a reflection for the current geopolitical realities on the ground in Africa. Yeah. That's the way I see it. So they are seeing that the resources, the Western powers, mainly France and Germany to a degree, US mm -hmm. to a degree, uh, but mainly France, they seem to losing, they losing grip on that. As Absolutely. a matter of fact, now, France, to my knowledge, this morning I had to read something in in from France, and yeah. uh, they are making arrangements now with individual countries in Central Africa to maintain the military agreement. Yeah, but it's not going to hold. It's because now any country that see cozying up to France yeah. will be perceived as. Uh, <clears throat> that's why I predict in a matter of time, Nigeria. 
not Niger, yeah. Nigeria might end up experiencing something. There is already a conversation internally as to what its president, Tinubu, is doing. I believe so, that. So, I believe that. Uh, so this is within that context of, mm -hmm. yeah, African Union, it's going to now, because to me, Africa is now or never. Yeah. This oh, is, absolutely. This is, it's now or never. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And and this is interesting timing. You always say this, David, nothing happens in a vacuum. No, no. So this is very interesting timing. So uh, the uh, African Union Commission head, mm -hmm. Musa Faki Mahmat, uh, mm -hmm. wrote on x which was once twitter to i don't know earth. i don't know if we can still call them tweets if it's yeah. if it's x now but he said this membership for which we have been which we have long been advocating will provide a prop propitious framework for amplifying advocacy in favor of the continent and its effective contribution to meeting global challenges so why right now, if it has been so long advocated yeah. for, why is right now the moment that they got admitted to the G20? Yeah, well, it's because also India uh, that hosted uh, the summit was always saying to itself, mm -hmm. I would like to become the voice of the global South. Well, yeah. You can become the voice of global South when you still have internal ethnic tensions, yeah. major ones. Plus, economically, it's not going to work. So, and this is why I see personally, and this is my personal opinion. Uh, literally, if I am to sum it up as to what was G20 all about, mm -hmm. it was nothing but a photo op, no more yeah. or less, because uh, this this MOU about the corridor and all it, it's nothing but hypes. As a matter of fact, we have mm -hmm. uh, I have one. A uh, tweet here that I got from you all remember Hussein Askari. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a tweet there, and and I couldn't agree with him uh, more on this. That G20 basically is nothing but a geopolitical empty shell. Right. That's his word. So I quote him on this one here, uh, and and he was right. And somebody who understands the dynamics of what what sort of global economics is all about. Yeah. And so for G20 to all of a sudden consider Africa as a member, uh, that, that's also the U.S.'s way behind the scenes telling India, hey, you do this. Because remember, that's what we do. Yeah. We can sometimes tell countries what to do. Yeah. Otherwise, how would you explain the trip of Biden after this to Vietnam? Right. Didn't go to Japan, didn't go to South Korea. We went to Vietnam because we wanted to ensure that Vietnam doesn't, well, guess what? Mm -hmm. You know what? <laughs> yeah. But also, you know why he went there? Mm. It's because within next, uh, I think, two or three weeks, there will be a visit by presidency to Vietnam, to Hanoi. Yeah. So. I mean, we're watching that competition in real time. It's, it's, we're yeah. watching it unfold in real time. And that's what geopolitics is all about. Yeah. It's understanding your next move. Right. I mean, not yours, but the enemies. Right. Or the competitor or whatever term you want to use. To me, to be a good geopolitical analyst, you anticipate where the movement's at. Yeah. But to anticipate the movements, you have to put the pieces together. Absolutely. That's why the big picture is all about. Well, and that's why we have a U.S. government course that you are teaching. Oh, yeah. Our welcome call is today, guys, and it is the last day to get 20% off of it. David is teaching yeah. a government course live. Welcome call and Q&A is today. 
because if you don't understand how the US government works, then you don't understand what is actually going on in the world yeah. and you can't make the best decisions for yourself. And the good thing is in a course we can talk. Yes, that's and that brings me to the next thing. We have a rumble because sometimes it's very frustrating. We love you, YouTube. We love YouTube. We love being able to talk to you guys. We can reach a much larger platform here. Uh, but there's some things that YouTube just doesn't like it when you know when people say things that you know it doesn't really like. Uh, truth matters. The truth matters, though. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So we have a rumble where we can talk about those things and we're live on Wednesdays, same so time tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I hope you guys join us tomorrow. Yep. And it's rumble.com slash C slash geopolitics and conflict. Perfect. Awesome. What is the next topic? All right. The next topic is that China has banned iPhones for government employees and they've banned them because they have concerns about Western spying through iPhones because they have an always on microphone. So interestingly enough, I think we should also have a huge issue with the fact that our iPhones, which are currently next to us, have yeah. an always on microphone, but it's not unreasonable for anyone to think that their phone isn't spying on them. We have, you know, I, uh, you, and you've probably experienced this too where you say something right you talk about uh -huh. a certain brand and then all of a sudden on your social medias yeah. and and on shows the websites up. you visit it shows up That's why true. is that because your phone is always listening to you and it's terrifying and somehow we push it out of our minds and say well oh it's okay it's not that big of a deal well apparently china said it, it is. is that big of a deal mm -hmm. and for our government employees we don't want them to have iphones anymore that led to within 24 hours of that ban, that led to a loss of 200 billion in stock valuation for Apple. It's about time. So what did we think is gonna happen? Because China is gonna yeah. tolerate that to a degree. So as a matter of fact, I just find that there are now problems inside Taiwan regarding the yeah. uh, TSMC, mm -hmm. Taiwan Semiconductor yeah. Corporation, right? TSMC, anyway. <laughs> so I found that that now their CEO now is waking up to the hard truth. Yeah. And let alone for us here, the $70 billion project ain't gonna take off. Yeah. So now you got companies now saying we're not getting things done because we don't have access to. Right. So basically, where in a simple language, our policy backfired. Yeah. Which means it wasn't thought out, it was emotional reaction. And this is what happens with when it comes down to phone policy, this is why you never, ever allow emotions to dictate yeah. phone policy. Well, and and never also, as much as you can, yeah. never allow motion, emotions to dictate how you feel about global events. Because the news wants you to be scared all the time. time. Because they're a business. 